This podcast is sponsored by FortuneFavors.ie. FortuneFavors.ie is a home workout equipment store and your one-stop shop for all home gym equipment. They are well known for their adjustable dumbbells, which combine 15 different weights in one dumbbell. They have both 24kg and 40kg adjustable dumbbells. Check the link in the bio of this episode for more information. Hello and you're all very welcome along to another episode of the GA Statsman podcast and I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well. My name is Matt Hurley and on today's show I welcome on Cork Camogie player Saoirse McCarthy to talk about her career even at the young age of 21. Saoirse has played under Paulie Murray in the Cork Camogie team that reached the all Ireland final in 2021 eventually loses to Galway but there is some positives to build on with such a young team. I'll be talking to Saoirse about that. And also some big news with surrounding Carcamogi in recent weeks. With a certain Davy Fitzgerald coming into the backroom team. Obviously Matthew Toomey is the main man. He's the manager but Davy Fitz has come in as coach. And I will be talking to Saoirse about that. All the players seem to be very excited about it it seems. I'll also be talking to Saoirse about her club Corsi Rovers. And their county win in 2020. And about her time in CIT, now called MTU, in college. It should be a very fascinating interview and I hope you enjoy it. But before I get into the interview, I want to remind you all of our sponsors today at fortunefavors.ie. If you use the discount code STATSMAN10 at checkout, you could get 10% off any order on the fortunefavors.ie website. Just click the link in the bio of this episode and use the code STATSMAN10. You get 10% off an order just in time for Christmas too. So without further delay, let's get into the chat. So I'm here with Cork Camogie star Saoirse McCarthy. Just to talk about her career to date, her career right now for Corsi Rovers and for the Cork Camogie team, of course. I suppose, first of all, Saoirse, look, we're still in semi-lockdown at the moment. So I don't know, do the governments know what they're doing at this present moment in time? But how have you been keeping, how's college work, for example? Yeah, it's all grand. Hopefully we don't even mention the lockdown now because I couldn't be dealing with that for another Christmas. But um, college work is OK. It's more it's just a lot at the moment. Um, but I suppose we all expect this just before Christmas. Um, getting there, getting on top of things. But um, it's more about quality than um, or quantity rather than quality. It's not particularly difficult work I'm doing, but um, there's just the sheer amount of it at the moment. 100%, yeah. And uh, I suppose... First of all, how did you get on the Cork team? I'm, I'm sure you played minor, did you, before coming to the senior, of course? Yeah, so um, I actually got the call up to the seniors the day after the minor All-Ireland final. Honestly, probably one of the best games I've ever played in my life. So I think it was kind of a bit of luck, that kind of way. But um, to know what, you perform on the big day and I got the call the next day, myself and Laura Hayes and we were training and all for Tuesday, which was two days after the minor All-Ireland. So um, straight into it, yeah. I suppose you mentioned Laura Hayes there, obviously um, a grand member of the backline of the Camogie team, superb player as well. Um, does that help in a way, having a player grow up through the ranks with you in a way? Yes, particularly myself and Laura, because when we were younger, it was just 
the biggest competition ever between the two of us. We played midfield together, under 14, under 16 minor. And it was kind of like a love-hate relationship. Like on the pitch, we'd kill each other, but off the pitch, then we were friends. But um, definitely it made, it made each other better players because we wanted to beat each other so badly. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose you had another big break as well, the intermediate final in 2018. That was right before the senior final, the last time Cork won a senior Camogie title. But going back to your days as an intermediate player, like playing Crow Park, that must have been a brilliant experience, a great exposure, I would imagine. Yeah, I to be honest, it was all kind of a blur, you know, like that was all the same year as the minor and um, like it all came out so quickly. We finished the minor in April, the end of April, and then we trained May, June, July, August. And come September, we were in the two All-Irelands with the intermediates and the seniors. Um, like, you go off to Crow Park on Camogie finals day, the last, like, there's pictures of me all through the years going up to the finals. And to actually be on the pitch playing was bizarre. It was weird. Like, you're standing on the pitch and you're like, what the hell is going on? But I think because we were so young, there was no fear there like we didn't not that we didn't mind losing but like we hadn't experienced it so we didn't know what it would be like to to know there was no fear I think that's what really drove us on and um we wanted to do for the older girls on the team because they had experienced the loss and we gelled really well for in that short period of time as a team like the younger ones and the older ones we got along so well and they looked after us all the time so I, that was a massive experience for me, to be honest. Like them older girls on that intermediate team, really kind of held our hand, really for our first year up adult camogie. And was that like the stepping stone for you to become senior? Did you become senior the year after? Um. Well, we were on the senior panel that year, but we didn't play any games because we were playing intermediate. So once you win an intermediate All Ireland, you obviously can't play intermediate again unless you regrade. So we were either going to go up or go nowhere. So thank God, luckily for us, we went and played senior. Um, didn't get much game in 2019, um, to be honest. Not as much. <laughs> I always like to be playing, but um, to know what, we were young enough. Um, I'm there now, thank God. But 2019, then we were training full-time with the seniors and you know, playing the odd challenge game and stuff like that. And then 2020, we were going so well. And then lockdown came. The winter championship then I was injured for the first couple of round games, but thank God got in for the quarterfinals and I've been playing since. Yeah, brilliant experience, I would have thought. And I suppose in 2020, you mentioned lockdown came in the middle of the year, middle of your first year after the league. Um, would you have rather like, you know, a full year continuous Kaboki or did the lockdown do you good? Okay, so <laughs> lockdown, I enjoy lockdown. So I think lockdown did me personally great things. The first one anyway, maybe not the second or third. I show it like sometimes there's days where you're up the walls with college work and training and you're going from here and trying to please everyone. You're like, oh, I wish I was back in lockdown now where nothing mattered and you were painting walls and stuff like that. But in 2020 for the league campaign, we were going really, really well. Like we were hammering teams. I think we got a, like an 18 point win over Kilkenny in the league, which is massive. Like we were trouncing teams. And when you have that kind of momentum, it's really, really difficult when you stop to keep it going when you restart again. So I think 
it's a pity in one way that lockdown came and a good thing in another way. So for Camogie, it's bad. For Sarah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And uh, I suppose another aspect of uh, the lockdown, well, I suppose the championships did go ahead later on 2020, but the fans weren't in the stadium. And this, of course, was your nearly first year senior as well. Like that must have been a weird experience, I would have thought as well. Nah, Camogie players are well used to that. <laughs> Um, no, it really didn't make much of a difference, to be honest. Um, now, you love the support when it's there. Like this year in the All Island final, I couldn't hear myself think they were so loud, but it was so unreal. Um, we didn't really, it didn't really bother us, I don't think. We didn't really think about it that way because we're used to playing with small crowds in Castle Road or whatever. But um, no, I think um, that one, that one didn't really affect us that much at all. <laughs> I suppose in uh, your last two years of playing senior, you played in Parky Cueve, Crow Park, obviously two brilliant pitches to play on, brilliant to sta- stadiums as well. Which would you rather play in? You, obviously, as a Cork one, you'd probably say Parky Cueve, but would Crow Park be close? Yeah, um, I like Parky Cueve. Like, there's just something about it. I think one of the hardest matches we ever played was um, Kilkenny in the 2020 se- semi-final. Losing in Parky Cueve was a hundred times worse than losing in Crow Park. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's just, you have to mind your own turf. And if somebody beats you on your own turf, there's something wrong. Like, um, the pitch is unbelievable. I remember, maybe not the first time, but the second or third time when they redone the pitch again, we were warming up on the pitch. I don't know what match it was. And I had to actually reach down and pick up a bit of grass to make sure it was real. I thought it was AstroTurf. It's so perfect. Like, it's unbelievable. Uh, maybe not now after all the club championship matches, but um, that time I just, it was outstanding. Um, Crow Park is, I think it's more about the name than the pitch itself. It's actually quite a small pitch, surprisingly. Um, but like, I think when you're going to Crow Park, you're going into the tunnel, the dressing rooms are massive. I think it's more of like a whole experience than Parky Cueve. I'm just, just because I'm kind of used to Parky Cueve now. <laughs> Parky Cueve is an unbelievable stadium, as I just said. We both agree on that. And uh, I suppose you mentioned uh, you're used to Camogie games not being without fans even before the lockdown, and then you couldn't hear yourself in the other the final. Like, would you rather more fans in the stadium or less fans? Oh, more definitely. And I think it's 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 something we're not used to. And then when it comes to the big days, like the semi final and the final, and there's loads of crowds, you're not used to it. Um, so it's it's something to get used to, to be honest, because we were standing there in the pitch on the all the final day and you're trying to shout at someone who's 10 yards away and they can't hear a word that you're saying. Um, so it's really difficult to get the communication across when you're not used to it, especially. Um, yeah, I um, definitely would prefer more fans all the time so that we can get used to it rather than not having any at all. <laughs> I suppose the development of Komoki, like that's extremely important for you yourself being an inter-county player. Um, there's been some downsides over the last few years, but do you think Komoki has developed um, well over the last few years? Yes, definitely. I think all the rule changes were really, really good, especially the um, the physical ones. So like you can shoulder now, you know, 50-50 balls and stuff. They're not always blown up. I think refereeing Komoki has come on a little bit. Like it was very poor there the last couple or not the last couple of years but maybe 
two or three years before that it was just a free taking competition but that's because the rules were different and it's I don't think it's down to the referees to be honest um yeah I the, the only one I don't like is the free out of the hand in the 45 I think that's a bit childish but all the rest of them or if it keeps if it keeps the game going quick I suppose fair enough but um the hand pass goal had to go and the dropping the hurley had to go and I think the game has quickened up and improved for it yeah, it's become an absolutely brilliant game to watch, especially in 2021. And uh, I suppose at the end of 2021, you reached all Ireland final. It was a young side, including yourself, Laura. There was a few young players there as well. So the, the future is bright for Cork Kabogi. But playing in that all Ireland final, that must have been a brilliant experience. Yeah, I think we enjoyed it. Um, I was warming up with uh, my two club, club mates, uh, Linda and Fiona. We had planned it beforehand. And we did it in the semi-final. We, the three of us warmed up together. And we were just laughing and joking and smiling the whole warm-up. And there was no fear there, I think, in any of the team. We were just going out and we were going to play the best movie we could. And I think we did that on the day. Um, now, it didn't go our way, but um, we could come away and say, look, there's something here, like, you know, and I think we had to take positives out of the massive negative. Otherwise, we'd go mad. But um, yeah, really long young team. I think there's, oh, there's more than ten of us anyway who played minor in the last three years. So we all know each other. We all have one all Ireland's together. So it's a really really good base for a senior team. I think. And I noticed as well. It was a, I don't know do we find this strange at all, but um, you were playing corner forwards against Kilkenny in the All Ireland semi final in 2020. And then you were playing wing back in the All Ireland final against Galway on the team sheet. Anyway, I don't know what story was there. And uh, you mentioned you played midfield alongside Laura at younger grades as well. Like, do you like the versatility part of the game, or would you rather just be set in one position? Um, that's a good question. To be honest, um, twenty twenty, I was corner forward. I think that was down to kind of other players around me rather than me. I think there was better players to play out the field than me. So that's why I was in the corner forward. Now I'm happy playing no matter where I'm playing once I'm not at centre bench. Um, <laughs> uh, so, well, I suppose we get over that too sometimes. But um, once I'm on the pitch, I'm happy, to be honest. And that's kind of what I told myself this year. I, I'm i not a back naturally, I would think anyway, but I just took it. I was like, look, at least I'm playing... I'm getting to play Kamoe's, what I love. And I was playing well enough anyway. So um, there's a lot of people now in college being like, why aren't you a back? Sure, nominated for an all-star back line. So why don't you do it? I'm like, no, 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 that was a once-off now. <laughs> but um, Air will see what 2022 brings. Um, I could be any, I'd be my going goal. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a turn up for the books going into goal? Yeah. Like you've played in every position in your career, you'd, you'd have completed the game. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Lee might kill me. <laughs> and um, I suppose, uh, you know, the senior manager bringing you into the team in the first place, uh, Paddy Murray, like um, he's had a brilliant impact on your career, I would have thought. Like he's obviously left to become an underage manager for the Carp men's team. But like he's been a brilliant manager over the years, I would have thought. Unbelievable, yeah. Like what he's done for Kamogi is unbelievable. Like people don't really see it, but he has brought professionalism to the game. Like nobody would watch Kamogi or have any interest in Kamogi if Paddy didn't bring in 
what he brought in. Like Carcamogi kind of set the standard back in the day with all the GPSs and the, the earpieces, kind of following on from hurling. And it was run as a professional team, like, and then everyone else kind of caught up as it went on. But um, what he's done for the game is unbelievable. And I think like he, do, he can't get enough credit for it. And it's the reason the likes of Davy Fitz wants to get involved in Camogie now. Um, yeah. And I suppose they were the next two questions I was actually going to, because a lot of people have been interested in this. It's actually a countrywide story, I suppose. It is. Matthew Toome. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Matthew Toome, he's come in as the main manager. People may forget that, but the main person that's been talked about throughout the country is Davy Fitz coming in as assistant manager in the Cork Camogie team. And, are you excited by this? Definitely. Yeah, I think it's exciting for the sport as a whole. Um, we love Matthew. He's, I, I only was saying it to one of the girls yesterday. I was like, can't believe we only know Matthew one year because it feels like we know him years. I think the whole team trusts him. He knows us all really, really well. And he, we know that he'll do what's best for the team. Um, yeah, I think that's a great, great call from the county board or whoever picked them. But I think it's really, really exciting having someone of Dave Fitz's calibre as well in. He has so much experience with other senior men's teams and maybe not so much experience with Camogie, but he can bring in that that extra edge of professionalism and maybe and I'll kick up the arse every now and again. <laughs> yeah, it's actually interesting. Like I've actually watched a lot of Ireland's for his family and he seems to be one naughty character, I'll have to say. Yeah. And, um, even see them on the sideline a few times. I think it was Madrid Flair that one time. I think they were playing Limerick once. And geez, even from the start of the game, he was going mid, let their defenders just stick on them, the attackers. And for Wexford, he was sent to the stands in the league. So, geez, it should be very interesting what happens. Here we are. Carcamogue will be in the headlines anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, whether it's good or bad. No, look, I suppose we haven't met anyone yet. Um We'll get, we'll get together soon enough, I'd say. There's no news yet. But, um, yeah, just excited to see what the year will bring. We just want to win, to be honest. And if if David Fitz is the man to do it, then bring it on. Wouldn't it be brilliant if Cork won the All-Ireland? You could just see David Fitz up at the Hogan stand. Like, imagine. Imagine that would be absolutely brilliant. And his Cork jersey on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I suppose before even... Uh, party left or anything during party's reign even during the lockdown uh, did you find like fitness uh, programs hard on zoom for example would you rather been out the pitch and meet up with your teammates or do you do you actually think individual training actually works for you to an extent i hated it oh like i did it because you had to but we were down the pitch every second day running on your own it was it was awful like you know I think you don't get as much training either like you run better when you have someone to go against I do anyway um I literally said it about a million times I feel so sorry for people who do individual sports because they must be so so motivated all the time whereas if I have someone waiting for me to be there at a set time I have to go you know whereas if I have to, if I tell myself I'm going to go for a run I'll put it off and put it off and then I'll have to do it eventually but it's that kind of way but thankfully I live really really close to Fiona Keating and she was doing all the same running as me and there's a couple of girls from the club as well playing intermediate and I was running with them so I wasn't on my own so much in the second lockdown but the first lockdown on my own I was um, going a bit mad. (laughs) 
Hundred percent, I would have thought that it was it was the same for every other player player in the country. I would have thought, and uh, I suppose I've been uh, looking at your background, looking at uh, some interviews that you did over YouTubers or whatnot, and I see your sister actually plays for Cork City. Is that right? My cousin, your Shana. cousin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she's a year older than me. She plays a Cork City women's team. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're very very close. To be fair, we're more like sisters. <laughs> And um, I suppose, does that change in a way, like you want to beat one another in races or whatnot? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. When we were younger, it was, we used to, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, we kill each other, like, but um, in a good way. Definitely, we push each other on and it's kind of like, who's telling Nana who won what this week? Do you know, it's, it's really good. Um, but we support each other then at the same time. Um, like I think we're we're each other's number one's fans, whereas we're also each other's number one's critics. So I think um, if you if I ever wanted a bit of honesty on how I played and something, I'd ask her, and vice versa as well. Um, yeah, during lockdown now she was doing an awful lot of running as well, and we'd be we'd be onto each other, saying saying what we were doing and who was doing more, and I was doing more and she was doing more, and it was more of a competition than support, like. <laughs> And I suppose, like, she plays soccer, obviously you play Kabogi at a high level for Cork. Like, uh, would would you, like, play, would you play soccer, for example, and uh, Shauna play Kabogi, or would you just stick to your own sports? I did play, I, I played with her in soccer for Wilton, maybe 2018, 2017-18, uh, before she got called up to Cork City, and then I kind of knocked it on the head. I just thought, thought it'd be cool to play together for a little while. Um... Yeah, I, I I liked it, to be fair. It was, it was a nice winter hobby. Um, but I don't think it's for me. <laughs> I'll stick to the hurling. You're right as well. We need <laughs> and, uh, the soccer, to be honest with you. And uh, I suppose where it all started for you definitely was a uh, Corsi Rovers. And I suppose during the, after the first lockdown, at least you won your first ever county title. Like, you have some brilliant players there, Fiona Keating, as you mentioned Linda Collins yourself, obviously. Like, there's a good crop of players there. Yeah, unbelievable. And as I was talking about lockdown training, like we done so much lockdown training with courses on Zoom. So we were all together doing that. Um, we have a great little club, to be fair. Like winning that senior county was the biggest thing ever. And I didn't notice how big it was and how much it meant to the parish until maybe a couple of months after. And the signs are still up. You know, and people are still talking about it, and it's it's just unbelievable. Like, but um, yeah, the parish it's it's kind of revolves around the GA pitch. To be honest, um, like we have three seniors. I think we have two or three intermediates. Um, so we've we've a good team there. Um, but that that was hard then usually on a normal year because they were, we wouldn't be at training. We wouldn't be at club training. And then 2020 came around and we were at all the club trainings because of the split season. So I think that that definitely um, helped us to win it. Um, yeah, the club is great. Like the support is unbelievable. Sure, The lads won the Premier Intermediate there last week and everyone was just buzzing. Like it's just, it's just, it, it lifts everyone's mood. It's not just the team. Yeah, absolutely. I would have thought so. Um, even I went to club match in Parky Queef. I think it was the next day after that. It was a Clonic Hilti against St. Finbar's, and the atmosphere there was electric. And I would have thought the same for Corsi Rovers. It's absolutely unbelievable. And 
I suppose there's an argument that club G, like club Camogie, G, ladies football is much better than county. It's much more exciting. Would you agree with that? Um, maybe because the standard, like Camogie, anyway. I think that there's 19 teams in the senior club championship in Cork, and I would say 15 teams could win it if they put their minds to it. They could win it. Whereas you can't say that about intercounty Camogie. You're looking at three, maybe four teams at the most um, that could actually win it. So I think there's that. I don't know whether it's more exciting, um, but I think as a championship as a whole, it's better like spectacle because if you go to one match and someone wins and then the next day they could t- turn it over and beat them the second time round. And it happened this year. Like Catherine's beat Shandun in the first round and then Shandun came back and beat Catherine. So I think the teams are a lot closer in in quality, which is good for intercounty camogie then as well because the club players are getting a better training. Like if you look at Tipperary or Clare, like the Clare camogie, there's only two or three clubs in it really that can win it. And they're winning it every single year. Whereas there's different winners now the last four or five years in Cork and it's just great for camogie as general. Yeah, absolutely. I would have thought so. And uh, I suppose if going back to Cork, like uh, I've I've seen that interview. I think it was Sports Matters TV you were on on YouTube, and you mentioned that you were shell shocked to see such legends of the game going into the dressing room. I think Ashley Thompson was mentioned, Breach Cork, or he was another. Like that, that must have been a brilliant experience just to see your idols, you know, right in front of you. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, seems like youngs ago now, but. When we were first went in, myself and Laura didn't know where to sit. We didn't know where to sit on the bus even. We were just kind of like, what the hell is going on? But um, I think what really helped us was having older girls on the team who also played for our club. So she had Orla Cotter and I had Linda. Now, Linda wasn't that old on the team at the time, but I thought she was. <laughs> um, so they kind of guided us through it and held our hand. And Aoife Murray was the captain that year and she was really, really welcoming. Like they were, they were so, so nice to us. And it was just kind of a case of getting in and getting training. And as long as you work hard, they're going to respect you. And I think that's the bottom line, really. And that's what we brought into the team now, even though those girls are gone, women, <laughs> even though them women are gone, we still kind of welcome everyone that comes in. Um, Every new girl that's brought up is treated the same as someone who's been there for 10 years. So I think that's a really good, team quality to have yeah it seems a very exciting time for Cork Bogey right and uh, I suppose finally we'll touch on your experience in college I suppose um, well it, it was CIT it's no MTU like you are you playing much Camogie there yeah I mean when we were in first year we were going really really well um, when I was in first year sorry we got to the league final and we got to the semi-final of the personal so so we were excited for the next year because we knew that the big teams or the big team was going to be gone. And um, then lockdown came. Of course it did. So this year we're kind of trucking away now again. We have a good little team. A um, couple of seniors, myself, um, Hannah, Hannah O'Leary and Aoife O'Neill. A um, couple of good players, a couple of intermediates. You know, I think if we really, really put our minds to it, we could do it. But it's just kind of slow starting now, to be honest. And I suppose, is there, is there an aim there to potentially win the parcel or, or do you think you could do it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think 
we're too competitive not to want to win. Um, especially myself and Hannah and Aoife were, and Lauren Holman is there as well. Katie Walsh, like we all want to win. And then there might be one or two girls and they, they kind of just want to go for the crack and maybe a night out or the gear or whatever. And we're kind of driving them on then trying to get them to win and they have no interest. But um, here we'll find a balance eventually. And once we come, once championship comes around, we'll be ready. Funny, I actually wanted to touch on like he involves the car footballers now, but say I'm a huge fan of the car footballers. Just wanted to get your opinion on this. Like Keith Rickens come in as manager, he's does a lot of work in CIT. And I was where you've um, taught him before, have you? Oh, God, yeah. Um, he's an absolute legend. Um, I think I don't know, like, I don't, he's the best man for the job anyway, definitely. And anybody who questions it doesn't know him. Um, I think everybody that has ever met him loves him. Um, genuinely, now he's just gas. He's a real people person, and his relationship with the players that he coaches is just second to none. Like you can't compare him to anyone, really. Like the way players look up to Keith is just phenomenal because he's he treats them like humans. He gets to know them. If you if I come in and he says, Oh geez, seriously, you cut your hair, I'm like, how do you know I cut my hair? Do you know that kind of way? Like nobody notices these things, but Keith does. Um, if you're down, he'll say it. He'll be like, What's wrong with you? Are you sleeping? Are you eating? He'll he checks up on everyone. And I think he's just the best man for the job. And I hope to God they win it now or win something under him because he deserves it. That's actually great to hear. Like, yeah, I've I've seen him in interviews a few times on TG Cartig after the Kerry game. Like the way he spoke was absolutely inspirational, and the way they played in the under twenty as well, yeah. second to none, unbelievable size there. And he definitely is the right man for the job. And uh, I suppose- but like that's that's in an interview, but that's how he speaks like on a daily basis. <laughs> um, maybe he might be a bit funnier than that, but um, maybe a cheeky comment thrown in every now and again. But uh, that's that's how he speaks all the time. So. That's actually him. That's him being him. It's not someone in front of a camera. Yeah, absolutely. He seems like a don't talk guy and uh, hopefully he does do well with the Cork uh, footballers and hope he do well next year in the Camogie. Hope he win the All-Ireland and uh, Davey, yourself and the rest of the team just go up to the Hogan stand and collect the trophy. And uh, I suppose thanks for your time, Saoirse. Wish you the best of luck next season and uh, hopefully Cork win the All-Ireland again. No worries. Thanks a million, Matt. I'd like to thank Searsher for sitting down and chatting to me. And I'd like to thank you for listening to me. Thanks to Fortune Favors for sponsoring the episode. And until next time, I'll see you all then and take care.